Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what the heck works with social media. I am super excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by LinkedIn expert Stephanie Sammons, who covers LinkedIn for Social Media Examiner. We're going to explore the new LinkedIn publishing platform, talk about what it is, and talk about why you may want to consider it for your business. Before we get into uh, the cool tool that I want to share with you, I just want to say, man, it is a beautiful spring day here in Southern California. I love this time of year. Flowers are blooming. Jasmine is my favorite. Love the smell of that flower. Anyways, I want to share a cool tool with you. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and do that right now. After mediating a crocodile family dispute, look at what Michael Stelzner discovered. The tool that I want to share with you this week is called Twitonomy. T-W-I-T-O-N-O-M-Y. The idea behind this tool is it provides you intelligence or insight on anyone on Twitter. So for example, uh, you can go there and you can create an account by logging in with Twitter and then you can put in anybody's particular Twitter handle. For example, I'm looking at Chris Brogan right now. Now, uh, some of the things that it shows you are, are the basic things that you would expect. For example, the most recent tweets, the people that um, Chris is following, the people that are following him. Um, that's the basic stuff. But then it gets into some of the interesting analytics. For example, um, Chris tends to tweet at least 63 times a day on average. Um, he tends to get 141 retweets um, and so on and so forth. So a lot of interesting statistics and it shows a graph over time on when he is most active. And it also shows the people that have most retweeted Chris Brogan, which is probably some of his biggest fans. For example, at JCQLY has retweeted him the most. And of course, that's his girlfriend, uh, and that's why, <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, it shows the people that he's replied to the most. It shows that the people that he's mentioned the most. And this is some interesting insight. The hashtags that he's used the most and the tweets that have been most retweeted by him and favorited, his tweets that have been most favorited. And this is kind of interesting. It shows the days of the week. For example, Chris is most active on Tuesday. In the hours of the day, he is most active at 10 and 11 a.m. Um, so this is interesting insight. So if you want to connect with someone on Twitter, you can kind of very quickly determine what, you know, who are the people, what are the hashtags, when is the person most likely on Twitter? 
And also it even shows the platforms that he tweets from. For example, Chris tends to use Hootsuite the most um, to do most of his uh, tweeting. So there you have it. Check it out. Twitonomy.com. And I'll include the link in the show notes. Uh, It's also interesting just to look at your own profile. You know, there's some interesting insight here. For example, like I can see who are the people that are most retweeting me. Um, and who are the people that I most retweet? So actually, it looks like Chris Brogan um, most retweeted my stuff of all the people that follow me. That's kind of cool. Anyways, I hope you check it out. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast, not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Uh, With that, let's transition over to today's uh, expert interview on the LinkedIn publishing platform to help simplify your social safari here's this week's special guest i'm very excited to be joined again by stephanie salmon she's a return guest to the show stephanie is a linkedin marketing expert and ceo of wired advisor a digital marketing platform that helps financial advisors create and publish content she blogs over at build onlineinfluence.com. And today we're going to talk about LinkedIn. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Great to be back. So today we're going to explore LinkedIn publishing, the LinkedIn publishing platform and how it can help your business. So let's start, Stephanie, by talking about exactly what is the LinkedIn publishing platform. Great. Well, LinkedIn, um, as you probably know, has had a publishing platform in existence However, it has been reserved for uh, LinkedIn influencers, and these are individuals, uh, business owners, high-profile people, celebrities who were chosen by LinkedIn to be a part of the, the initial rollout of this publishing platform. And so they're all called LinkedIn influencers, and now there are about 500 of them. So recently, LinkedIn opened up the publishing platform to all members, 277 plus million members. So now every single one of us, uh, if you don't have it yet, you will because it's being rolled out over time. But each of us now has the opportunity to publish our own content on the LinkedIn platform. Okay, so let's let's explore a little bit more about what that means. Um, in my mind, from what I've seen from the influencer program is it's really just a blog that lives on LinkedIn. I mean, is that an accurate way of describing it? Yeah, it's really designed for publishing longer form 
content. Um, so if you're someone who has been publishing long-form content through a blog, for example, then it's really a great segue to share your content on LinkedIn as well and get, get that visibility and share your long-form content with your network. Now, just out of curiosity, does, is it just text? Does it, does it work with, like, for example, YouTube videos and images? So great question. Um, you can embed content from SlideShare. So SlideShare.net, uh, which is owned by LinkedIn, and that's a network where you can publish PowerPoint presentations, keynote presentations, PDFs, white papers, these sorts of things, even infographics. So you can embed content from SlideShare. You can also embed videos from YouTube. Um, that looks to be it for now. So it's kind of limited from that regard, but, but obviously that's multimedia content. And in addition, you can embed images in the posts that you publish to link, LinkedIn. What about basic formatting? Can you do, for example, different size text and bolding and italics and all the kind of things that we're used to as bloggers? Yeah, you know, it's very similar to a, a basic blogging platform. It's actually a little bit easier to use than WordPress, for example. There aren't as many bells and whistles. Um, you don't have the ability within your uh, the editor to categorize your posts or tag your posts. But as far as the formatting goes, you can use headers, you can use bullets, you can use numbered lists, um, you can bold, you can italicize, all those different things. You can hyperlink text cool. as well. Yeah. Um, can you schedule your posts out just like you can a blog or is it just, you know, you, you basically hit publish and, it's, and it goes live? Exactly. No, you can't schedule. And uh, once you hit publish, it goes live. You can actually go back and edit a post. Okay. So, uh, but you know, you always want to make sure you've, you've read through it and checked for spelling or grammar errors or anything like that before you hit that publish button because it's, it's out there. Okay. So you've done a good job kind of describing what it is. Let's step back a little bit and talk about the why component of this. Um, I know, Stephanie, you've been studying this and you published an article on Social Media Examiner about this. Why should a marketer or a business owner consider taking their content and publishing it on LinkedIn? Well, first of all, you know, LinkedIn is your professional identity online, whether you like it or not. Um, so this is a fantastic way to demonstrate and illustrate your expertise from that professional identity and get it in front of a very active and engaged audience. So you, I kind of look at it like you get the opportunity to bring your professional identity online to life where people are spending their time. It's like a built-in audience for your uh, professional insights and your expertise. So that's a huge benefit. You also now have the ability to grow a following on LinkedIn. So you don't necessarily have to connect with each and every person that you come into contact with on LinkedIn or even outside of LinkedIn. You can, uh, people can follow you now and they can follow your content. And that's what I'm super excited about this opportunity to further expand your reach and influence through your followers. Okay, so let me pause you there for a second. 
I know you know a lot about LinkedIn and you're one of our key LinkedIn writers for Social Media Examiner. So one of the things that's going through my mind and maybe going through the minds of others that are listening right now is, well, before they opened up the LinkedIn influencer program, you, you had you could people could, I think, follow you, couldn't they? Or at least your posts. And secondly, um, can't you already publish your blog stuff on LinkedIn through your personal profile? Um, isn't there some way to integrate that? Because I think my blog posts are just automatically showing up via RSS on my personal profile. Talk to the differences a little bit here. So what you're referring to is a, uh, a status update. So in the past, a long time ago, LinkedIn would allow you to integrate your blog into your personal profile, and that went away. Um, now, what you've had to do until the publishing platform um, came on board for each and every member, you could share your blog post via a hyperlink um, on LinkedIn or just a link on LinkedIn as a status update. And then LinkedIn would pull in, if, if there's an image from your blog post, that they would pull in an image and a short excerpt of your blog post, and then sh- that goes out to your network. So you didn't have the opportunity to get that expanded visibility through building a following and you also didn't have the ability to publish your entire long-form blog post. So maybe the follow thing was just related to groups or something? Cause I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about that. Um, I could have sworn, yeah, sworn I've seen – there's been so many iterations and changes with LinkedIn. It could be that – that's a little confusing to me. So, so the idea here, if I hear you on the following frontier, people can follow the stuff that you publish – but not necessarily be in your LinkedIn network, right? So that's kind of like Twitter, right? It's like just you just grow followers, right? Correct. So that they will see your followers will see the post that you publish on the LinkedIn platform. Um, outside of that, they will not see um, you know your status updates or any other activities that you have going on within LinkedIn. And do you have any idea how the followers are notified? Is it just when they happen to log in, it's like everything else in the newsfeed? Or do they get emails? Or do you have any clue how that works? Yeah, it just shows up in their newsfeed. Gotcha. Now, um, so getting back to the why side of this. So I'm sure some people are wondering, well, why should I, why should I build my um, following on LinkedIn when I've got my own blog? What do you want to say to them? What are your thoughts on that? Well... You know, we talk about this a lot that that these social networks are great places to build your network, build your community, share your insights and your expertise. But at the end of the day, you don't own your space there. It is not yours. It can change. Um, You have to abide by the terms and conditions. And, um, you know, there have been cases on some some social networks where people have had pages and profiles deleted. So it's still critical, in my opinion, to build your hub, your own website, your own blog that you own and control, and utilize opportunities like this to further distribute and share your professional insights, showcase your insights, syndicate your insights out uh, to the various social networks out there. Well, I think one of the real advantages um, to to using this LinkedIn um, 
Publisher Network. What's the official name of it? I'm drawing a blank. I think <laughs> LinkedIn Publishing Platform, LinkedIn Publisher Platform. Gotcha. Okay, so I think the official, whatever the official name is, but one of the benefits of it that comes to mind for me is if you are looking to grow a audience that can happen very fast, this can actually benefit you. And I want to share an example of my friend, Dave Kirpin. Now, Dave Kirpin is the uh, founder of Likeable Media, and he is a guy that was pretty well known. He had a New York Times bestseller, and he's written a couple books, but he was mostly developing, he was mostly writing for traditional print magazines, and he didn't really have a quote-unquote online platform that was huge. And he was able to get into the original LinkedIn influencer network somehow, some way. And he was able to see amazing growth as a result of doing the articles that he was doing. And I'll give you one example because I was on the other side of the receipt. I was on the receiving end of an article that he wrote. And I just want you to understand the impact of it. He wrote an article on the LinkedIn platform that was about 10 marketing podcasts that you ought to listen to. And my podcast was one of the ones that he mentioned along with nine others. Now, just to give you some perspective, that particular um, post was seen by like 100,000 people. And the end result was my podcast and nearly every other podcast that he mentioned in that post popped right to the top of the business list on iTunes. Wow! So literally overnight, and as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think I was right up there with Joe Rogan. <laughs> which you guys don't know who Joe Rogan is. He's like one of the top 10 on, on all of iTunes. So to give you some perspective, this one article that he wrote literally literally lifted up all these podcasts overnight and had massive amount of new listeners to these podcasts. Now, Dave Kirpin, I've been told, is one of the most influential people that writes for the LinkedIn Influencer Program. And there's only one guy, I think it's Richard Branson, that has more listeners or readers, if you will, than him. And somehow he was able to literally in just a few months develop a massively big network using um, using this particular platform. So long story short, the benefit of this is to get in front of the LinkedIn audience, right? I mean, because the LinkedIn audience is is massive. And I think if your audience is on LinkedIn, then you ought to consider this platform, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Dave, he actually has one of the top posts of all time, the top post of all time on LinkedIn, um, I noticed. And so I saw the, the same post that you're talking about from Dave Kirpin. Um, and Dave's not, you know, Dave's not a celebrity. He doesn't have, you know, millions of people that surround him. He just wrote some really great content. Right. And, and what he also does, and this is something to think about when you're putting your content together for what you want to share and publish on LinkedIn, what you want to publish on LinkedIn, I should say, not, not necessarily share as a status update, but publish long form content. You need to think about topics that have more of a broad universal appeal to working people, business people, marketers, professionals, um, the, the kinds of people that make up the LinkedIn professional network. And that's what Dave um, has done so well. And he's a great person to learn from. If you go and evaluate, I think he's published like a hundred posts to the network and just look at, look at the topics, look at he his headlines are catchy. 
he's got some great examples there you can learn from when you develop your own content for the platform. Another benefit of um, the LinkedIn uh, influencer network, and I'm sure now the, the publishing platform, is the fact that um, you get profiled in the Pulse, right? What, can you explain what Pulse is? Yeah, so Pulse is, um, it, it, it used to be called LinkedIn Today, and now uh, LinkedIn purchased a little company called Pulse, and it's really a content aggregator. So they aggregate content um, not only via the LinkedIn publishing platform from members and influencers, but also from outside publishers, partner publishers. So anyone from the, the Wall Street Journal to the Harvard Business Review. Including all, us, Social Media yeah, Examiner social too. Yeah, Social Media Examiner is in there. So all of that content gets aggregated and then members can choose the topics and the channels that they're most interested in and, and get feeds from those channels um, on their homepage in LinkedIn, for example. And I, I began to notice uh, once the influencer network came around that they gave more preferential um, exposure to those in the LinkedIn influencer program over the general publishing world. And I think I understand why, because what, what does LinkedIn need to do? They need to get people to come back to LinkedIn.com as often as possible, right? Because right. they're monetizing through advertising. And they're not like Facebook where everybody goes there 10 times a day to see what their their, their cousin or son or daughter or whatever is doing, you know? Right. So this this is a smart play for them. All right, let me pivot a little bit and just ask, is there any kind of can we republish content on LinkedIn? Is there any kind of rules that say it has to be original content? No. And as a matter of fact, that's what I would recommend. Um, you know, this is really a time for bloggers and, and those of you who, who are producing long form content already on your blog. It's a time for you to shine, especially if your audience is on LinkedIn. And uh, for example, what I've done is just repurpose. I've, I've published three posts already and uh, to LinkedIn and simply repurposed existing blog posts. Now, um, I changed a few things up, the, the, the titles and, and some of the text, but there is absolutely no rule against doing that. You've already put in the sweat and the time and the effort to create that content, and now you're just getting the opportunity to showcase it to a more broad audience. And I guess one of the things that I'm sure a lot of people are wondering about, is there like a comment system on it? And can you link back to your own site? Does this include your bio at the bottom? I know this is a big, huge list of questions, but let's start with, does it have a commenting system? Yes. So these posts that you publish to LinkedIn, they can be shared on Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn itself, and Google+. Plus. Um, there is a built-in commenting system. And so um, as a publisher, you've got the opportunity to respond to comments. You can also uh, flag comments that are spammy that shouldn't be there. So um, you've got some flexibility there to control the, the conversation, if you will. And um, what, about link, a, what about link backs to your site? Is that against the rules or is that allowed? No, that's allowed. So you want to be very careful about overtly promoting yourself or doing any kind of selling or pitching in these posts. They're really designed to educate your audience, help help the members of your network and beyond get smarter about something, give them a tip, give them a hack, help them become more productive in their personal and professional lives, help them get smarter, help them achieve more. Um, that's what you want to focus on. Now, with that said, 
you can create your own bio section. And this has to be done within the body of the post. At the end of your post, you want to create um, a, a few sentences about who you are, what you do, who you help, and link back to your blog or link back to your website, wherever your, your preferred hub is. Um, you also, I would recommend that you link your name to your Google Plus profile so that Google identifies that you are authoring this content on huh. a high-quality platform. Cool. And then you get the Google authorship benefits when people do a search. Correct. And that this is one of the big benefits to, to publishing content on LinkedIn. You, you want to be able to drive visibility and traffic back to your hub so that if if someone's interested in learning more about you or about what you do, then it's very easy for them to do that with your call to action um, in that bio section of your post. You know, there's probably some search people that are listening to this right now and synapses are connecting in their brain and are thinking, wow, you know, given the credibility of LinkedIn in the search world, um, writing an article for LinkedIn on a topic that's search optimized could actually... Um, come up really high in search where it may never for your blog because you're just not, you know, that popular, so to speak, from your blog's perspective. So I would imagine there's going to be a lot of interesting um, search-related experts that are going to run some analysis on this down the road. Let's talk a little bit about tactics. Um, I know you've studied it. Do you ha Have you set up your own account or have you mostly been studying from afar, looking at what others are doing? I've set up my own account. So I've published three posts so far so, for LinkedIn. So what, what, give some tips like, uh, you know, what, is there anything in particular people ought to be doing? Is there like an ideal length? Is there certain limitations as far as like the way it shows up in the news feed? Should it, you know, do your first paragraphs need to be really rich? I mean, just give me a little thoughts on, on kind of what you've learned in the process. Um, I think you want to have a, a great headline. So that's critical. Uh, you want to incorporate an image into your posts. We all uh, hopefully know that visual imagery uh, has the ability to, to get more traction on social networks. So you want to do that. Um, I think you want to make sure your first paragraph of your post, your first few sentences are, uh, you know, real someone in as they come across the post and they want to learn more. So you make it in intriguing to them. Um, you know, LinkedIn recommends, and I've even seen Dave Kirpin recommend this, 400 to 600 words for, per post, but my best post had 1,500 words. So I think you have to test for yourself to see what's going to work well for you. Um, and then lastly, you want to think about the timing of when you publish. Uh, typically, publishing or sharing something in the mornings on LinkedIn is more effective. But again, hmm. uh, I've Why? seen people publishing on Saturdays getting great traction. So you have to kind of play with that. Interesting. I guess that does kind of bring to question, you know, the the um, you know when are people mostly on LinkedIn? And I would imagine. Do you know? I mean, is, is there any data on what time of the day people tend to use LinkedIn? The data I've seen is morning time. Um, you know, when people are just getting to work and kind of checking email and, and checking social networks, that sort of thing. They check in in the mornings and, and lunchtime, you know, around the noon hour. It, it, I would love it if you can um, 
get us a screenshot of what this looks like in the LinkedIn newsfeed? Does it look any different than any other article? Is it somehow given any special attention to indicate that it's on the LinkedIn platform or is it just like every other article? I don't think so other than, um, you know, on your, on your homepage, when you log into LinkedIn, the people you follow the publishers and the influencers that you follow, that content is typically highlighted at the top of your homepage. So other than that, um, I believe from my own experience in following other publishers that it just shows up as a um, yeah. as an update in your newsfeed with an image, if there's an image attached, for example. Okay, you brought up another question. Um, is there some sort of a directory, if you will, of all these different um, people that are writing on the platform? How, how, how does one get into it if there is one or how do you get discovered? Yeah. So, so first of all, um, if you go, when you log into LinkedIn under, there's a tab that says interests and under interest is pulse. That's one of the choices in the drop down menu. So when you visit the pulse page, that page is going to show you all influencer posts all of the news um, that comes in from outside sources. And this is where you can customize and choose the channels that you want to follow. Um, and then there's a tab now for all publishers. And so all that content, um, it, it, now that doesn't mean that your, your content that you publish on LinkedIn is necessarily going to be discovered there. So there's, there's an algorithm that exists and none of us know um, the secret, but you do have an opportunity potentially to get one of your LinkedIn posts picked up by LinkedIn's editorial team and for that post to get highlighted and showcased and and shared uh, more so. But that's, in my opinion, that's going to be driven by the number of views your post gets, the number of shares and engagement, those types of actions. Okay, a couple questions. The taking pulse out of it for a second is there outside of pulse a way to discover people that are writing on the linkedin publishing platform that you're aware of not that i'm aware of outside of the influencers uh, which they clearly list um, under that pulse tab so there are about 500 influencers um, other than getting discovered in google search mm -hmm. or um with your network. As, as, as people view your profile, um, now they've got the ability to follow you at the very top of, of your profile on LinkedIn. Your, uh, not the very top, but right under your basic headline summary and your image, uh, your post will be showcased. And they, you know, they're above the fold on, on a screen, computer screen and um, very visible that, that anyone who views your profile can go and, and see what you've published and they can easily follow you from there. So what's been your experience? You've published three articles. Um, have you promoted those articles heavily? Did they just get viewed by your, your people in your LinkedIn network? Give us a little, what's your assessment? Well, I found um, that I had to share after I published the article, I actually had to share it with my network, um, which gave it more lift um, so I'm not sure that it automatically gets shared with your network, or if it does, it's just a, a blip on the radar, as we talked about a moment ago. Hmm. Um, also, I had to share it myself in order to track the the stats, the views, the comments um, from my network. 
So let me explain. With each article that you publish on LinkedIn, every time you click on that article from the second you publish it, you will be able to see how many people have viewed it, how many people have shared it across the various social networks, and how many comments exist. And that's real time. But to be able to track your specific network of connections and how they have engaged with your content that you publish to the platform, you've got to actually physically share it with your network as well. Hmm. Interesting. And is it because each share somehow has its own analytics, kind of like Facebook does? I think so. Gotcha. Um, so this so, this this harkens a question that I think a lot of people are wondering right now, which is it's not just a, if you build it, they will come thing, right? So, you know, you, you could go today and sign up and get on the waiting list and hopefully get approved event shorter, sooner rather than later to get onto the publishing platform. But if you publish content on there like tomorrow, it doesn't mean without promotion that it's going to be seen by a lot of people. Is that what I hear you saying? That's right. Um, you know, it's... It's what you make of it. (laughs) That's right. You've got to promote it within LinkedIn, outside of LinkedIn. If you've got a LinkedIn company page, you need to share it there. Um, Don't be afraid to share it more than once uh, with your network on LinkedIn. And it also means that you still need to be focused on growing your network, growing a high-quality network. The, The quantity and the quality of your personal network on LinkedIn does matter, so those individuals who have bigger networks in place and they've uh, been working hard on LinkedIn to grow that network, they're going to have more success initially. But don't get discouraged because you can continue to grow your network and get more visibility and engagement with your posts. And the social share buttons are built into the platform, right? They are. So they've got all the major networks like Twitter and Facebook. Yes. And, cool. um, you know, and I'll tell you, there's really no magic um, – you know, I had one post that just was off the charts, just huge views, uh, collected a significant number of followers, lots of comments, lots of engagement, and then another one that was eh, so-so. Um, so you really do have to test out which types of themes and topics are going to resonate with LinkedIn members. And that's where I think you look at the existing influencers who have done so well with their publishing on LinkedIn and try to figure out, you know, what, what are they doing that's working and put your own spin and your own angle on that. Well, here's how you got to think about this in my mind. This is just another blog platform. Um, and I don't mean that in, to belittle it, but with any blog post, you have to promote it. You can't put a post out unless you happen to have a site like social media examiner and just expect it to go big, you know? Um, and even we have to promote our stuff, you know, we have stuff we share on LinkedIn and we share on Facebook and Google plus. Um, so you have to do the same thing with the content that you post on LinkedIn or you won't have success. The upside to LinkedIn is it's LinkedIn and the chances are pretty good that, you can get that lift because it sounds like if the article is popular, somehow LinkedIn will give it maybe a little bit more exposure. And that sounds like that happened to you once, right? Or maybe do you think that was what it was? Or do you think it's just because you promoted it and and other people promoted it? Yeah, Uh, no doubt. Um, Somebody, I mean, it was a post about LinkedIn. So, you know, that didn't hurt. But, um, you know, I've seen other 
new people who have started publishing on the platform and it's the same thing. You know, they'll have one or two posts that have done really well. And I really think that comes down to how many people in your network are engaging with the post. And, and when they engage with the post, then their network can potentially see your post and, and so on and so on. So that's why it really comes down to the content being interesting and compelling and relevant. Uh, and depending on your goals, if you want to go big, then you need to think about uh, content that has more of an appeal to uh, more people. Well, I'm sure that a lot of people listening right now are thinking, wow, you know, I don't have a blog. Maybe I start one on LinkedIn. And other people are like, oh, I have a blog, but I don't have a huge following. Maybe I try, try to cross-publish on LinkedIn. Um, you know, regardless, I think there's a lot of opportunity here. And I think that the, you know, it's so new. I don't think anybody has totally, outside of the influencer network people, figured out exactly how this is going to benefit them in a huge way. Um, but I, I definitely think it's worth exploration. Um, one last question. Um, have you decided how often you're going to publish? I am, I'm striving to publish a couple of times a week. Okay. Um, and, and I've also looked at influencers and their schedules and there are some who publish once a month. There are some who publish once a week. There are some who publish more frequently than that. So I think that's something that, that you have to test out and, and just remember these posts are tied to your professional identity. So your reputation really is at stake. And I also think, Mike, that that's going to prevent a lot of the, the junk. You know, that, that I've seen some fear that, oh, my gosh, 277 million people are going to be able to publish on LinkedIn. That's, that's just going to, to be a mess. But um, the fact that it's tied to your professional identity is brilliant on the part of LinkedIn. And you just want to make sure you're really putting your best foot forward with, with what you publish there. Well, I want to encourage folks to definitely check it out. Um, is there a link that they go to to find the LinkedIn publishing platform? I would just uh, Google it. Um, the, the only information out there right now was a, a blog post that they published a few weeks ago. And then there is a, a help section. So if you go to LinkedIn help and you type in the LinkedIn publishing platform or publisher platform, then you can bring up all the information. They actually have some pretty helpful tips on uh, how to think about and how to approach publishing content on LinkedIn there. Awesome. And we will be sure to include links to everything in our show notes. Um, Stephanie Sammons, LinkedIn expert, financial services space expert. Um, <laughs> expert in many other things I'm sure that I don't even know. <laughs> Where can folks discover more about you? They can uh, find me on LinkedIn. I'm Stephanie Sammons and also stephaniesammons.com, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-S-A-M-M-O-N-S.com. Uh, those are the best places. Stephanie, thank you so much for explaining the new LinkedIn publishing platform. I know I speak for a lot of people that it's very intriguing to see a major network actually open their doors, so to speak, for all of us to blog and, and to publish. And um, I really appreciate all you're doing. Well, thanks so much for having me. And it, it's very exciting. And so um, I encourage everybody to take advantage of this opportunity and go for it. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that episode and you'll check out the LinkedIn publishing platform. 
A uh, couple quick things I want to mention. If there was anything that we mentioned, any tools, any apps, anything in particular that you missed, we take the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 89, episode 89. You will find the show notes for today's show. You can also leave comments there and myself and or Stephanie will be happy to reply. I also want to give a shout out to someone named Reno Renor. And this person gave a review on iTunes, and here's what this person said, life-changing. I've never listened to a podcast in my life, but as a small business owner, I finally decided to immerse myself into social media, and I'm working my way through each one of these episodes. The content is so terrific and engaging that I find myself listening while I run, while I brush my teeth, while I drive. That said, I truly appreciate that there's no fluff or wasted time. I highly recommend this to anyone. It's the only thing that I will listen to from here on out. After all, why try anything else? Wow. Thank you so much for that awesome review. If you've not yet reviewed this show, um, you can do it at socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes or socialmediaexaminer.com slash Stitcher. Either case, we'd love a rating and a review. Well, this does bring us to the end of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. And if you're interested in sponsoring this show, please email emily at socialmediaexaminer.com. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.